You are listening to the Mission Matters Podcast Network, where we amplify the stories of entrepreneurs, executives, and experts. Hello, and welcome to the Real Estate Lowdown. This is your host, Bill Bimel. On today's episode, I interview Dave Dubow. He has some fantastic advice and tidbits on how to raise capital for residential or commercial real estate deals. Dave spends about 30 minutes with me talking about his money partner formula, which I found very informative. Even as someone myself who raised capital, I, I think there was value in, in what I heard from Dave. I certainly learned something, and I hope you will too. Thank you for being a listener of the Real Estate Lowdown. You can always find me on the web at billbymel.com. If you'd like to submit ideas for future podcasts or just get in touch, I'd love to hear from you. Billbymel.com. And thanks for listening. I love that you're a subscriber or a first-time listener. We hope that your journey here has been valuable. Without ado, we are skipping the real tidbit for today's session because there's so many tidbits of information that Dave will share with us. Here's our interview with Dave Dubow. We're here with David Dubow. He is the founder of the Money Partner Formula, an author and podcast host of the show How to Raise Capital 101 show. David, thank you for being with us today. Big Bill, it's a pleasure. Thank you very much. I really enjoyed interviewing you for my show as well. Yeah, it's really great. I'm so glad that Adam hooked us up. And and I have really found seeing what you do. And I wish I had met you five or ten years ago. <laughs> Maybe hey, Me too, man. <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you, you know, as someone who is myself a real estate investor who then had to learn how to raise money other people's money to invest because I'm now that I'm in, especially in the mortgage game, it's obviously a very cash intensive business. So, so always having to look for more money. And, and so you created the money partner formula and tell us a little bit about that background and how, what, what got you started? Yeah, well, it, it, the background is I created this after going through massive failure. (laughs) Great. (laughs) I tried to raise capital. Yeah, to be perfectly frank, Bill, I sucked really, really, really <laughs> badly when it came to raising capital because I I was like most people. I self-financed my first few deals, yeah. and that was great. But sooner or later, you run out of cash. You run out of credit. Like you said, you need to start using other people's money. And I can remember hearing back in the day, hey, you know what? If you just find a really good deal, the money will find you. Have you ever heard anybody say that? I've heard that before. Yeah. I'd like to figure out whoever said it first and give them a good smack upside the head. Yeah. <laughs> because I've had plenty of great deals that the money never found. Yeah. You know, it, it, so I remember it. I'd, I'd heard this, but I still figured, hey, you know what? It's probably not like the secret where I just kind of hope for the best and, right. and visualize money and it's going to fall out of the universe or whatever. I'm going to still going to have to do something. So. Around the time I think I was I was starting to raise capital, I think that's around when The Wolf of Wall Street came out. And that movie made, you know, dollar for dollars look like a lot of fun. Leo, <laughs> Leo those guys are getting right. on the Boiler room, yeah. yeah. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. So I'd heard, hey, if you need to raise money fast, pick up the phone and start cold calling people. Do that whole dialing for dollars. Well, Bill, I didn't know the first thing about cold calling. 
And of course, I had this deal on the go. It was a little single family home. I needed to raise 85000 for that particular deal. So I thought, okay, well, pick up the phone. So I picked up the phone, started calling, rejection, 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 rejection. I'd love to say I just kind of grinded it out and called hundreds of people. I didn't. I, I probably called <coughs> nine, maybe ten, maybe a dozen people max. And then my fragile little ego could not <laughs> could not handle that much rejection. And I said, screw this. This is, this is no fun. So I was running out of time. I only had like 10 days or something like that to remove subjects. It was a single family home. It didn't need that much time, right? Mm-hmm. I burned up a couple of days putzing around with this dialing for dollars thing. Mm-hmm. So then I, I also remember saying somebody saying, hey, if you need to raise money, go out and turn every conversation into a real estate conversation. Get out there, network up a storm, use your elevator pitch, your 30-second commercial, all that kind of stuff, which isn't bad advice. Mm-hmm. It's just not very effective if you're under a real time constraint. If you got if you got the gun to your head and you got got to raise capital quickly, my impression is, or at least this is what happened to me, it doesn't matter how good the deal is, the desperation kind of oozes out of every pore in your body, right? You got that in sales, they call it commission breath. Right. <laughs> Gosh. So I, I tried that. I, I went to the local chamber of commerce, B&I, Toastmasters, wherever they'd let me in the door with my little bunch of business cards and my shtick. And I went and raised absolutely zero capital. 2020 hindsight is pretty easy to see why, right? Right. You just got to, ooh. De- you know, who that, first of all, you're going out to complete strangers. Who the heck's going to invest 85 grand with you right. if they don't? know you yet right on the spot yeah exactly so uh, 2020 hindsight then i came up with what i thought was a brilliant idea Mm -hmm. i said to myself this is a really good deal if enough people see it it's going to pretty much sell itself so i spent some time i put together a nice little pdf info thing about this thing and pictures and numbers and all this kind of stuff right i put together a list of a couple hundred people that i knew and i emailed that to them i I, well, actually, I spammed it all to them, and I, I remember it because <laughs> it was like it was Wednesday night, and I I had to remove subjects on Friday, right? right. So I was Wednesday night. I sent this out. Thursday, I got up, Bill. I was so excited because I saw some responses had come in from this email. I thought, oh, thank goodness, yeah, I finally close on this deal, hallelujah. <laughs> and then I started reading the responses. Not good, Bill. Not good. <laughs> it basically, they all in one way or another said, Hey, Debo, dude, I haven't heard from you in like forever. One guy mm. hadn't heard from me in 18 years, Bill. And this was the first thing that came across his inbox mm-hmm. was basically, It's Dave. I got a deal. Have you got the dough? Right. Not quite that tacky, but pretty close. Right. They all basically told me to take a hike in not such polite terms. And bottom line is, I wasn't able to close on that deal. And I, mm. I live in a fairly small town. So obviously I ticked off the seller. I tied up their property for a couple of weeks, ticked off the realtor, my realtor, their realtor. I already had a tenant lined up for this property. They'd given notice where they're living before. They were ticked wow. off. Mortgage broker, you know, everybody, small town, major egg on my face. And then after the smoke cleared and I quit pouting, <laughs> <laughs> I said to myself, that sucked, right? There's, there's got to be a better way. And I've got a bit of a background in, in marketing. And I, I thought to myself, why don't you, 
you know, instead of waiting until you got a deal on the go, why don't you try to get some investors lined up ahead of time using some smart marketing and then go find the deals, right? So forget that whole find a good deal, the money will find you. Get your investor ducks in a row first, then go find the deals because then you can negotiate with some mojo. you got confidence. You can close faster. You know that you've got the capital to back you up. So came up through by hook and by crook, came up with this whole money partner formula concept. Worked really well for me for doing single family homes. Mm -hmm. Raised, well, not a heck of a lot, but a little under a million bucks for that. Fast forward a few years, got into multifamily deals, raised millions of dollars for those. But more importantly, I've, we've been working with other mom and pop real estate investors for the last six, seven years. And cumulatively, we've helped them raise well over $200 million in counting for their deals. Wow, that is really amazing. And I, yeah, I, I mean, the, the fact that that you can give back and, and, and real estate investors by trade, you know, when you, we refer to them as mom and pop investors, but they're, you know, some people, their entire wealth gets built as this, you know, as mom and pop investors. And then, oh, you know, sure. 20, you know, 30 years from now, they're in their fifties and sixties and they've got, you know, millions of dollars of rental property. I mean, you really are helping people to become financially independent. And I just love what you've done. You do so in like kind of this communal team effort that really, really gets, gets really, really strokes me. You know, I, I get very excited about, it. you know, me as someone who's always looking for win-wins, it feels like. Oh yeah. Well, it's definitely a win-win. When you do it right, it's a win-win. So uh, do you have a secret formula you can share with us? <laughs> or do you have to come book the demo? I would assume. Oh, hell no, no. I'm, I'm happy to talk about that. So yeah, I, I came up with this what I call the, the money partner formula. And there's three phases to it. Mm -hmm. And each phase has a couple of different steps. So the first phase is what we like any property is a good foundation, right? Mm -hmm. So the, the first step is to create a target group of prospective investors. And here's my thought on this bill. So after failing miserably back then, going out to everybody and anybody, the one smart thing I did do was create that list of a couple of hundred people to focus on. Right. Now, the stupid thing I did was to spam them all with my deal right off the get-go. But creating that target list of potential investors, that is really, really smart. So when we're working with clients, that's our first step. We create what I call your dream 200 list of investor prospects. And these are people who are already in your existing network, right? So we're talking about friends, family members, co-workers, business associates, etc. You've got a pre-existing relationship with them. You know them. They know you. And the reason I like this, Bill, for lots of reasons. Number one, it's the most logical place to start, especially when you're just getting started with raising capital. Think about it. If you're trying to raise 50, 75, 100 grand from somebody, if you're going out to strangers... You know, they don't know you. They don't like you. They don't trust you. You need right. those three things in place. Right. You go out to people that you have an ex a relationship with. They already know you. They already like you. They already trust you to some degree, maybe not with a hundred grand yet, but right. you know, at least you're well on your way. So it's just the logical place to start. It's the safest place to start, right? Because you're in the States. I'm up in here in Canada. You've got the Security and Exchange Commission. Right. We've got our own version of that. Right. I don't claim to be a security specialist or a lawyer or anything like that. But my understanding is, hey, it's illegal for us as mom and pops to raise capital from the general public. Correct. Unless we're licensed to do so or unless we've got things set up with pretty expensive structures or exemptions or 
corporations or offering memorandums or things like that. So, you know, you want to start where it's the safest, it's the fastest, it's the easiest. This is the low hanging fruit. Right. That's that's great. I love that. That's the first part of that. So once you've got that target group of people, what I always recommend is focus on getting the names and email addresses of these folks, put them up in an email autoresponder system or a CRM system, something like that, because that's the most efficient way to communicate with people. So create that target group, get them all set up there, have an investor-focused website. And the third part of this foundational phase is have a really good investor presentation lined up. So this is important, Bill, right? Because if we're going to get somebody to invest with us, they need to see what it's all about. Now, you and I, as old guys in real estate for a long time, mm-hmm. I shouldn't speak for you. Me, no, I, I'm feeling that. I'm feeling you. I'm feeling you. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean. We got, we got, yeah. we got some decades of experience. Yeah, I'm the old guy at the in the most of the parties these days. <laughs> right. But what we got to remember is, old or young, our potential investor probably isn't a real estate investor. They're probably not into real estate or as experienced or even as enthusiastic about it as we are. So we want to make sure that we can communicate with these folks and in a simple manner. So that's why that slide deck presentation is so important. So you can walk people through it at a Reader's Digest level, show them what it's all about, educate them about it, and let them make an educated decision. So that's that's the first part of the whole process. Once we got that in place, then we're ready to press go and launch things. Mm-hmm. And here's the big difference, Bill. If you remember... Me floundering around back in the day, I just I went straight for the jugular. I was like that bull in a china shop. Right. We don't do that with our clients. I, I learned from my dumb mistakes. So what we do instead is we want to break the ice mm-hmm. with that target group of investors first, right? So if you recall, I spammed everybody with my deal. A lot of people got back and said, Dave, I haven't heard from you in forever. Take a hike, right? So what we want to do instead is we want to reconnect with these people in an efficient but at a personal way first. The way we do this is with three simple little emails. We call it a warm-up campaign. Ding, ding, ding across about a, a week to 10 days. And a whole goal of that is just to reconnect with people, start the conversation, have a little bit of back and forth with folks, and then also set the stage for the marketing that's going to be coming down the pipeline. Does that make right. sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you're using a you're obviously using a a funnel system CRM that manages all of this for you too. Yeah, well when we're working with clients uh, that's kind of what we do. We have kind of a boutique marketing agency so we take care of all the tech stuff for everybody so they can just focus on having investor meetings and buying more property. Oh wow, that's really fantastic. So it's a, it sounds like an opportunity to kind of run your capital. You learn how to raise capital. What are the key techniques, but then you guys also can provide the infrastructure for exactly. those that want to continue on with you. That's really exactly. fantastic. Exactly. So that's that's it. Then we then we kick things into gear with the marketing. That's really important. So again, our our goal is we've broken the ice with people, we've reconnected with them. Now we need to get top of mind and stay top of mind with that list of people as a real estate expert or authority, right? Mm-hmm. So again, to work on that trust factor and to get people accustomed to the idea that we're we're actively investing in real estate. So all sorts of different to do that. What's working really well these days, Bill, are number one, electronic newsletters, 
blog posts work really well. Video logs work really well. So with our, our clients, we've got something coming out every single week. Drip, drip, drip. Providing what we call edutaining communication to their list. So hopefully a little bit educational and a little bit entertaining. So, not not too overwhelming. So that they don't click unsubscribe. <laughs> Yeah, because again, we got to we got to step back. We got to remember, hey, the people receiving my stuff are not real estate enthusiasts like right. we are. Right, they're average people who'd rather watch Netflix. So, how do we get through there and kind of create that curiosity? That's great. That's get really them great. Through, uh, Heck, I, I'm, the more I listen to you, Dave, uh, the more I'm realizing maybe I need to get in on board with the money partner formula like today. You know, I, it sounds, Just, sounds like you already got it dialed in. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I certainly what I'm hearing, no doubt, is you already have been through a lot of the stuff I had to learn by accident myself. Yeah, both of us, exactly. And 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 there's still rooms for improvement. I every day I say to my partner, you know, we we need to be communicating more often. So it's interesting that you say once a week because I was thinking that, you know, we were kind of like in the once a quarter, once every month, and that's definitely not enough. And so I, I, my so. instinct is right there. Yeah, yeah I I th- and and also what you might consider as well, Bill, is is adding a little bit of variety. So, for example, I don't know what you guys do. Do you do like a quarterly newsletter? Yes, exactly. exactly. Which is awesome. Okay, so keep doing that, obviously. And then in addition to that, you might add in some video type stuff. Well, you're doing mm. the podcast, so that's great too. But mm. you might add, add in some video type. Video is the next best thing to being there with the person that's a great idea you know just even sending a personal you know i post my webinar on a monthly basis and and by looking at the at the watch counts and seeing who's watching i can see that most of my investors do turn on tune in on their on their own but i should just be emailing it directly to them anyways yeah you can do that as well i'm learning stuff as we're sitting here this has been a very good good interview so (laughs) well let's get into like some a topic that i think would be very interesting for everyone is like, you know, what are the three biggest mistakes that real estate investors make when raising capital? Tell me. Yeah. Well, we kind of touched on, we kind of touched on with, some of that. With, I think, with yeah. my floundering around at the beginning. So again, <laughs> just waiting, waiting too long before you start the process. Because I see this right. over and over again, Bill. You probably do too, right? You got a deal on the go. Somebody's got a deal on the go and it's all a massive amount of activity, massive action. You know, da 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 da. Maybe they raise the capital, maybe they don't. But after that, it's crickets right. until the next deal's on the go. And then it's action, 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 action. Right. So that's a big mistake. You need to be doing something consistent, constantly feeding the machine. The, the constant, fun. right? Consistent, edutaining communication. That's that's the key. Got there. that. So so don't wait till you got a deal on the go. I recommend start raising the capital first, or at least at the same time that you're that you're looking for deals, and mm-hmm. never stop. Always be having these conversations. Add more and more investor investors to your investor list that are ready, primed, and ready to go for when you've got your actual next deal. Right. So that's that's where it comes into play. Find a good deal; the money will find you. Yes, that's true. If you've already got your investors lined up, ready to go, then that's. That's very, very true in that mm-hmm. respect. So that's a big mistake is waiting too long. Another mistake is just, ah, I see so many people trying to raise capital from complete strangers mm. unknowingly, right? So 
posting deals on Facebook and social media. Hey, I've got this property. Anybody interested in investing? I'm offering this percentage return guaranteed and da, 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 da. Don't do that, you guys. That's mm. that's just a huge red flag. And the challenge is there's so many people that do it and get away with it for a while. Right. But as soon as you get a complaint or as soon as somebody at the SEC with a little extra time in their hand stumbles across you, you're going to be in for a whole world of mm. pain Good that advice. you don't want to have to deal with. So don't be, you know, unless you're already set up with. 506Bs or Cs or whatever the heck, you, right. unless you're already at that stage where you are allowed to to advertise, advertise your deals, which is very rare. That's usually for syndication and much bigger things. That's I right. Don't be doing that. No, that's good. And before, yeah, and just to clarify, and to clarify that for our, our U.S. audience, like for instance, my first fund at First Link Capital was a Reg D 506. Years. Oh no! I'm now. I'm getting confused. But well, basically, was, was it for, was it for B friends for and family buddies? only? Friends and yeah, family. No, so that average. would be the B. I believe the B. Correct. Yeah. For yeah. buddies, right? Okay, that's a good way to remember it now. And so we could not advertise, and we chose to do that because we didn't know what the SEC a couple years ago if they were going to come down on the on the subchapter C's or on the Reg A's. You know, the crowdfunding world was very, was still very new, even yeah. just five years ago. So, but, and, and so, so there's only, but there are two subchapters. There's the subchapter C, which allows you to advertise, but then it's the be, behooved on us as the investor that we actually then have to verify yeah, that. They're accredited, right? Exactly. Yeah. Which yeah. is, now it's become a much easier process. There's a lot of firms that do that. So we're actually, my firm with my fund is now looking to do that maybe for the second one. But it's also because we have a track record. We have a reputation. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't imagine. Happy. Going out, I see these people, you know, John Smith posting in a in a real estate investor club that anyone can join on Facebook saying, hey, who wants to invest? It's like, why would anyone do that? And it, it's such such true advice that you're, you have such a better shot raising money, especially in the beginning of, of anything from from people, you know. You know, it's, oh, yeah, they're gonna it's, they're gonna invest in you, not in the deal. It's not quite like shooting fish in a barrel, but it's a lot closer. Right. <laughs> it just right. simplifies your life so much more. That's right. That's right. Is there a third mistake that uh, you want to hint over to us? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think, and and no offense against anybody who's in sales or who's got a background with that, but the whole cold calling and mm. endless networking and schmoozing kind of thing. I don't think that's an effective way personally to raise capital. I think that that's poor positioning that positions you as just another salesperson versus being a, a real estate authority or an expert. So my suggestion is use more intelligent, more efficient methodologies. So for example, Bill, you're, you're doing webinars and you're doing the podcast and you're doing all of these things. You're, you're creating a platform for yourself. Right. That's, that's very, very smart. Now you've been doing this for a couple of decades, so it's a little easier for you than for a mom and pop who doesn't have the faintest idea about doing that. So again, that's why we recommend, hey, start focusing in. Just make it so much easier for yourself. Focus on your existing network first. That's just the easiest, fastest, right. safest capital that you can get access to. That's just a, a great advice. And, you know, the I love the whole giving back 
aspect of what you do. I think you and I jive very well because, you know, we're in the world of, I mean, you make a living not only on your own deals, but obviously out of sharing your knowledge and your resources with other people. And in many ways, it's like you're the ultimate small business creator, you know, by, by, by helping people see this, this formula. So it's just really, really great stuff. So I, I appreciate what you do. I, 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 I want to suggest everyone check out Dave's podcast, How to Raise Capital 101, you know, wherever you listen to podcasts or at the, or at his website, www.raisecapital101show.com. The first nine episodes are actually a mini course on how to raise six figures in a matter of weeks and seven figures in a matter of months starting from scratch. Man, I, 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 you hooked me. I'm into it. <laughs> I'm there. <laughs> you know, and, and I, going back to that, you know, it's funny because what you were saying about the mom and pops, they're just starting out, but they want to create a level of authority. Yeah. You know, there's nothing that we should, you know, I believe in the community of education and bettering knowledge. And I have learned things from people just starting out as much as I've learned from guys that have been in the business 30 years. Now, obviously, we all want to look for mentors, guys like yourself that have been around the block to to have as a mentor. But don't discount the everyday person and their experience and right. and, and how I, you know, I, I say this all the time. I, I wake up, I go to these conferences, and 99% of what it is I've heard before and, you know, I could teach with my eyes closed. But if there's one thing that I gain that makes me better or smarter for for my business, it's worth all the all of it. And and I've learned that from 22 year olds fresh out of college. Believe it or not, they don't even realize it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. And I'm getting to the age where you know I've forgotten so much that I <laughs> you need a reminder. <laughs> you need a little memory yeah, reminder. A little kick of the memory, memory banks. For that's great. Well, did, anywhere else that you would like your our audience to go to follow? No, you? that that would be awesome, Bill. I appreciate that yeah i'm really excited we've just launched this new podcast the the how to raise capital 101 show so again wherever you listen to podcasts you can check that out and like bill mentioned the first nine episodes are a mini course covering this money partner formula so yeah that would be fantastic dave it's been a pleasure having you on the real estate lowdown i look forward to further conversations and we'll talk to you soon likewise thank you my friend thank you This has been a Mission Matters Network production. Listen to this show and browse our entire catalog by visiting missionmatters.com.